Welcome to the Power of Greats. I'm your host, Matt Crane, and every single week I come to you right here on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and soon to come iHeartRadio with one simple mission in mind, and that's to help you recognize that your current situation is not your defining moment, and this week I have a huge honor to welcome my good friend, and an unbelievably talented entrepreneur, Kel Panojo. You know, he's a personal trainer, growth hacker in the startup and healthcare industry. After leaving his role in a rapidly growing startup, he merged his sales and management experience to launch a shared business called Central Fitness, where he turned a $200 marketing budget into $202,000 of annual revenue in just 14 days. He recently launched K&J Growth Hackers. You can find him online at www.kjgrowth.com with his business partner, Jonathan Maxim. And in four weeks, it's already generated $30,000 in revenue. Kale helps brick-and-mortar stores and digital businesses alike explode their sales and revenues. My man, Kale, welcome to The Power of Great. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me, brother. It's been a long time coming, and for me and you, it's it's actually good to sit down and catch up properly. Yeah, you know, I tell people all the time that that you know when you when you run these podcasts and you meet so many amazing people, and in the entrepreneurial world, sometimes things don't go as scripted. And uh, you know, we've had this podcast scheduled two or three times, and for whatever reason, I've had to change it or we've had to alter it. And so, you know, the one thing I love about creating good, strong relationships is that um, as long as each one of the, the individuals know that, that they're putting their best foot forward and, and they're doing everything they can do, uh, timing is never an issue because the timing's always right when they get together. <laughs> yeah, and I completely agree. I think for you and I, it has been something that we've both been uh, either busy or someone's had to reschedule. But I think, you know, you always get to feel and know the characteristics of a person that you trust. And I think in entrepreneurship and for people like you and I, it's a really, really big benefit. And it goes a long way. So I know if something's up, I know it's a really big issue. <laughs> and if we have to reschedule. Well, you know, Kel, I mean, I, I, I think you kind of undersold yourself a little bit when you gave me your bio. Because, you know, you've been featured in a ton of different publications, influensive Huffington Post, Inc., you know, you were actually the winner of the featured, con the featured writer contest for Influensive, which is a huge honor. Our friend Brian Evans, they run a great, and, and Clinton Sincow, they run a great organization over there. And, you know, I think for, for so many entrepreneurs, the first question I want to ask you is, is that it's that fear of letting go of something they've already tried. You know, you put so much time and effort into something, and deep down in your gut, you know that, man, this just isn't what I want to do. And for you, it's kind of the same thing. You'd already built this, you know, this, this workable situation and what you were currently doing, sales. You had a ton of experience. You had a ton of, of, of longevity there. And yet with little money, you walked away from it to start something that you were passionate about. So walk us through that moment when you knew that you had to leave your current career behind and start your own thing. Yeah, so – yeah, thank you again for, I mean, because obviously that's, I've had some pretty cool experiences and I've been very lucky to obviously have won what I did with Influensive and in terms of being their most sheer contributor and obviously being very fortunate to have featured on a lot of other publications and things like that. So 
I'll walk it back and take it from the beginning because I think a lot of entrepreneurship is we always get this highlights reel. We always get to see people saying, okay, they've done incredible things, but very often it's usually come from something that's really, really heartbreaking or something that's very, very difficult. So like I said, I did leave my sales job and what you heard at the beginning was a highlight reel. It was the best of the best and some of the cool things that I've done. But (laughs) previous to that too, after leaving my sales role at a startup, I was recruited for another job. And within this job, I was doing some more sales work and stuff that I was good at. These people had hunted me out and wanted to get me on board. But what I didn't find out is in that 80 days, and in New Zealand here, you've got a 90-day trial. And then within that time frame, you can be let go. I turned up to work one morning, and this is on my 81st day of work. I walk into the office, and there's a box there, and someone comes out to the car, and they say, hey, Kyle, can we just chat with you very quickly? And so I get walked down the hallway in this office, and the long hallway, it's dark, and we go down to the room, the meeting room at the bottom, and they said, hey, look, uh, based on where we feel you are at the moment and what's happening, we don't think you're in the right role for this job, and we're going to let you go. So at, at day 81, this is before I've launched my gym, launched my business, and for a job I'd been recruited for, someone has come along to me and said, hey, you're just not right for this role need to get rid of you and here in New Zealand too with that there they don't have to give you any justifiable reason so for me this sent me reeling (laughs) I'm sitting there I'm thinking okay cool (laughs) I've just lost my job I've left my other job for this I'm in a role that I was recruited for and to be honest in the skill set that I thought I had it doesn't apparently to be here so I get up go home (laughs) grab my box of stuff after 80 days of work and I go and chat to my partner and say okay look I'm down. Like this is this is pretty bad. I'm really struggling here. Like I've been let go. I've never been fired before, and I've never had any job or someone say that they didn't want me. And usually, I'm pretty good at trying to excel and keep pushing my foot forward. So, at this point in time, I'm depressed. I've got the next sort of week. I'm keeping my head down under the covers. And these are the times where, as entrepreneurs, no one talks about this. No one wants to talk about the time where I've had my head down. I was literally each day I'd sleep till 11 and I'd avoid the world. I was like, I've got anxiety. I'm terrified. And to be honest in that stage, everything seemed bad, but the things that come on Bellwood and the stuff that it takes to start moving forward again is that I came up and my family, obviously the people around you, you have to surround yourself with the people that you love. They say, Hey, you know, look, you're better than this. You can do more than this. And they said, why don't we look at opening a gym? You're amazing at that sort of thing. And you're amazing at those steps there. So at this point in time, I'm still struggling. I'm a personal trainer and I know I've got an incredible skill set, but <laughs> we've all been in those positions where you feel that depression, that anxiety, that weight on your shoulders. And so I started changing some physiological stuff. I was like, okay, I have to get up at 7 a.m. And I'm still down. I'm not that happy. I'm not that excited to be awake yet. So what do I do? All right, I have to get in the cold shower. And I'm freezing. Like <laughs> you get in and you have a cold shower physiologically every morning, you're awake. You've got no other option to be like, okay, bang, this is happening right now. I've got 10 minutes of that. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm awake and I'm doing stuff. Now let's see what I can do with my day. And the second part, this is where my highlights reel starts to get better. <laughs> my cousin and my family, they say, okay, cool. We want to open a gym. And I was like, all right, I'm good at marketing. I'm good at sales. 
and I think we can do this. And so they come to me and they said, this is the plan. There's already another competition existing in the town, but do you think we could do it? And I said, okay, why don't we try and spend the least amount of money to find out whether or not we work in our product market fit. And so we're in this town and our business, Central Fitness, we spend $200 and across the next 14 days, we get people to sign up. We get just over 200 people to sign up to our gym. And in return, we have $200,000 of physical membership contracts signed up to our gym in a space that 14 days before even opening. So, <laughs> you know, I think, I, I think too, you know, what, what's really the most incredible thing about all that, Kel, is that um, you, you had to change yourself. You know, even though you always had put your best foot forward and you, you were never let go from a position you still had the wherewithal to, to dig down deep and say, you know what, for whatever reason, I was let go. I don't know the reason I'm depressed, but if I, the only person that's really going to get me out of this is myself. And, you know, let me ask you a question. Now that, now that you're considered an elite entrepreneur, you know, you, you've got people now that seek you out for counsel and, and mm -hmm. look at you as, as a mentor do you see a lot of people failing in life because they feel that it's always someone else or something else's fault and they never look inward and, and look to change what's going on with them first? Yeah. And I really, I really want to point this out and I thank you for bringing it up, Matt, because a lot of people will approach a lot of situations and every single time they look at an obstacle, an issue, there's someone else to blame or there's someone else at fault. And so with my journey, like, and obviously having that ability there comes along with when you get good at things, you essentially start to appreciate your own story and telling it back to yourself. And with that grows an ego. But when you grow an ego, you also grow the ability to find blame in other people's errors. And as opposed to looking and improving on yourself, you look back and you say, okay, well, this is someone else's fault. And a lot of the time when I'm getting people coming to me now, if they're saying, you know, this is what I'm doing here and they'll say, they'll bring up, this is what happened. I'm like, okay, that happened but how did you react to it? Did you blame the situation and sit there and look at it? Or did you say, okay, this sucked. The situation is terrible, but you know what I need to do? I need to either circumnavigate it or find a better way for myself to rectify it within me or the business situation and improve upon that. So it doesn't happen again. And too many people are repeating the same mistakes and finding someone else to blame. So, you know, that's a, that's a phenomenal point. And, and I think that we've all been there where, you know, I, I know that for me, um, I was getting tired of being told you got all the potential in the world. You're going to do great things. I see <laughs> great things for your future. And, I, you know, I, I was the first person to always blame a circumstance or a situation or I was quick to judge, well, how did they get there, you know? <laughs> and, 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 you know, so for me, what I love being able to hear from someone like yourself is, is I would have given anything if instantaneously I would have looked inward. I probably would have shaved five years off the hardship of, of staying in that corporate rotundra, as I call it. Mm. And so, you know, talk to, talk to our audience about just the simple moves. You didn't make a drastic change in your life. You just made simple decisions, getting up early, taking cold showers, you know, walk mm. us through the psychological effects of making the little shifts and how they can create big changes in your life. Yeah, and I guess a lot of that 
comes with those small shifts are the big ones. And a lot of us here, like a lot of people will see you, myself, people we know, Nicholas Cole, Brian Evans. Everyone's like, wow, these guys came from nowhere. They're doing incredible stuff. But they haven't known that it took us five years of small incremental shifts to get to where we are. So I guess and what I'll start from is if you're coming down from a really horrific event, whether it's losing a job, losing a relationship, you're finding yourself in this at a bereavement or something like that, there's always going to be grief. But generally an emotion like grief, anger, and resentment, the first thing you need to do and start asking yourself is, okay, if I'm angry right now, what am I missing? And the second part is, is if I'm changing my shift and I'm angry or upset, if I'm going to be sad about this, is this going to help me get out of that situation? And if you ask yourself those questions, 99% of the time being angry, upset, or annoyed will never progress you any further. So that's the first part, changing your mindset shift and always asking yourself, is the emotion I'm experiencing right now beneficial to moving me forward in my situation and if it's not you need to get rid of it as soon as you can the second one though and the hard part about it is obviously those emotions are hard to get rid of so the physiological stuff one there do something that's physical get outside okay walk and get outside cut all technology cut anything else and walk that's all you need to do for 60 minutes the second one and as a personal trainer Put yourself in a situation where you're going to sweat. So whether that's if you're at home, you can just throw yourself down on the floor, do some press-ups, do some squats. The third one, and what you need to do too, cold showers. Physiologically, that will change your perspective in a heartbeat. It used to be a treatment for depression in the 1930s. And I'll tell you what, if you're in some freezing spaces, you can very quickly be shivering and you'll find yourself not even thinking about what the issue was you had before. So... I think a combination of those two things there. And then the third and most important one too for what you want to do is add those things together. Then surround yourself with the people who aren't making excuses. The people who are going to say, hey, I know you can do this. I know what we're going to do from here. I'm going to support you. I want to help you. And then make your plan for what you want to do. And if you just set goals for three things each day, whether that's just you make your bed, you have a cold shower, and you exercise, and you set a low minimum threshold over seven days, your goals get bigger, you scale up. And ultimately in the space of two weeks, you've come from someone who was in bed, sad, down, out, angry, <laughs> to someone who's happy, they're living their life again, and they're up and they're being more productive. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, once again, Matt Crane, you're listening to the power of great right here on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and, and you know, Kel Pinojo, guys, he's absolutely laying down some really amazing but yet simple shifts that you can create that can help you start to be more productive, start being more alive, but more importantly, by becoming more productive, by being more alive, you're naturally going to shift to a much more happier version of yourself. And here's the cool thing. Here's the cool thing I got from what he just told us is that when you're the happiest version of yourself, you're naturally going to become more productive. And when you're more productive, you're going to become more efficient at everything you do. And so that's so, so powerful. You know, Kel, let's, let's transition. You know, you've gone from that, that, those not so great moments walking into a job you thought you were going to hit a home run at being told that you're not welcome anymore. Right to getting out, 
making some simple, simple shifts. And by doing that, now you're generating six figures of income to now you're launching a, a growth hacking company, you know, K and J growth. So, so how did that come about? <laughs> yeah. So I guess, and I'll take it back to obviously having the, the credentials and the, and the networking. So from opening the gym, a lot of people were like, okay, what we did is we had a physical concrete space that we bartered a landlord with. We said, Hey, can we have this for two weeks and the possible ability of, we might rent your space later. So what we did is we set up this warehouse. We spent a couple hundred dollars. We spent a hundred dollars on making a website. And then we put down a four and a three pieces of paper. And it was the scrappiest, most minimum effective budget that we could do. We got people in our neighborhood and in our network to share everything that we did on Facebook every evening. And across the 14 days, like I said, we created that couple hundred K of revenue. And I outlined the exact steps for how to do that on Influensive. And so the article there was like, okay, this guy's done some incredible stuff. And it was the literal how-to, you know, from every day. And I said, I really want people to use this. I want people to actually try and imply this and implicate it in their own businesses. And so from there, the story went viral. So, you know, we ended up getting 2,000 shares. Um, it went through to some massive people. John Lee Dumas reached out from one of his friends and said, hey, I'd love to have you on EO Fire. And so from that time, at this point, I knew I had some digital marketing skills and I knew I'd done some work in sales. And I was consistently just learning on my own background. But people were approaching me for consulting business. And we've got to the point where I was getting sort of bids. I was getting people coming to me for growth hacking, digital marketing, and my partner, Jonathan Maxim. So, you know, Jonathan writes with us at Influensive. He and I go for the same bid for KJ Growth, right? A, a contract comes up for a, a client and he and I go for the same bid. And unbeknowing, we don't know at this point in time. And so he and I cross paths. He wins this bid. And so <laughs> this client that he picks up, he's like, yeah, this is what I did. And you got the client. And so I reach out to him post this and he, uh, we were talking about it and I was like yeah I just recently missed a bit and he's like ah oh, I just got one I worked with this client and he was telling me about who the client was and I was like <laughs> hold on <laughs> you and I have competed on the same bid and then we went back and we talked about a couple of other contracts and the two of us we said okay we've actually worked with the same clients and the same things and you and I have a very similar skill set why don't you and I come together and let's amplify it so instead of looking at obviously our differences and getting frustrated that the other person did something better than us or did better than me, he and I agreed that, look, we're better amplifying our efforts and working together on this. And from here, that's what we did. So we looked at our marketing strategies, how we lost the, how I lost the bid and how he won the bid. And we said, you know what, why don't we create a company together? And so from there, what we did as opposed to actually fighting and saying, you know, in the days of where, you have to beat your competition. I said, no, we're not doing that. We're going to work together, amplify this. And from there, that's what we did. We came together for KJ growth. You know, I love that story. And I think it goes and it shows the power of the new economy that we live in and the way that people do business. You know, number one, the power of networking and networking the right way is crucial. But entrepreneurship has a unique way of bringing talented people together and I love that story. You know, it brought you guys together over you losing a bid, him winning a bid, and you guys really kind of trading stories. And I think that that's a great lesson for so many entrepreneurs is that 
while we're very myopic as a breed, right? You know, entrepreneurs are very myopic. They put their head down, they stay focused. It's truly your network of people that are going to get you through tough times, help you learn and grow and and promote. Mm. So, you know, what all do you guys really do there at K&J Growth and, and how are you helping growth hack companies and businesses and, and, and helping people uh, grow their business? Yeah, cool. So this is what we like to do for, for companies and working with finding their unique niche. So generally what a company does and what we try and look at first and narrowing it down is we'll say, okay, what we want to do in growth hacking is we want to target and explode the clients and the customers that bring you the most revenue. So generally when we're starting out and what we'll do with the company is say, okay, let's identify who's bringing you in capital right now. And let's sort of narrow that down and get the top 20% of those people. Right? So what we do is we create a customer profile from those top 20% and we'll say, okay, cool. We now know the people who are bringing you the most revenue and those top 20% of customers. Now what we want to do, is find out and get the demographic data of the people who are bringing you the most money and we want to remarket and target each of them. So when we do this, we're looking at obviously finding the people who are going to bring you the most revenue and then we'll apply our digital marketing techniques, whether that's growing your Instagram account to target those types of people, whether you actually need to say, okay, Hey, I want this type of growth on Twitter. And what I need to do is we've got five days and we'll identify the right customers, the people, and the digital marketing to make that work. And on the flip side of that too, is we want to be able to do that too with physical brick and mortar stores. And so we've been using that digital marketing technique to find, okay, let's get your ideal customer in the store. But first of all, let's market to them. And what we want to do is growth hack those types of people. So your business explodes. I love that. You know, it's a very unique approach of almost working inside out, right? Um, finding those, finding those top 20%. I think what's very unique about that, Kel, is that most businesses are looking outward in, you know, they're trying, they're spending so much marketing money on trying to attract people that aren't coming in. And, and, and I feel what you're alluding to and correct me if I'm wrong here is that Mm. they, they take the focus off of people that are already spending money with them. Mm. And it sounds like to me that where you guys really come into play is you help businesses explode their ticket items. You can help a customer raise their, their ticket uh, expenditure at the door mm-hmm. by honing in on the 20% that's spending the most money with you anyway. Am I, am I thinking correctly there? You're absolutely right, brother. And I think a lot of companies, what they do is they look at, okay, let's look at our cost per acquisition for a new customer. And always it's so much more expensive to find a new customer than to up service or replicate the audience of the same customer. And so, as a business, what you really want to be focusing on is, okay, well, we know the people who are bringing us the most revenue now. Why are we not trying to replicate the exact same people in our target marketing? Instead of getting everyone, let's get the ones who are giving us the most money. And then from there, once we've got that full audience and we've established that there, and we can really work on growing out and replicating more of that audience. And I think growth hacking and customer marketing itself is that you've got to find those right 20% because there's always somebody who wants to buy from you. There's always going to be a customer that's going to keep purchasing, but you want to get the ones who want to spend the most with you. And you always want to be able to grow and market and replicate that audience because they'll continue to spend more with you. You know, that's such a valuable point. And for everyone listening out there, whether you own a business, work in a business, whether you go to a job or whether you create jobs, 
at the end of the day, your paycheck is still concerned with those consumers that are out there. And are they spending money with your company or are they spending money with your business? Because the funny thing about it is whether you're a nine to fiver or whether you're an entrepreneur, you have to have customers. You have to have sales. And what, what Kale and his company really does is it helps you explode your current customer base so you can focus and spend more time finding other customers. And I love that about what they do. And, you know, if you guys haven't noticed already, Kale is such a very soft-spoken, um, humble, humble person. But, man, he is just exuberating with talent. And, uh, you know, I tell you, the great thing Kale, I love about these podcasts is I learn just as much as the audience does. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting over here taking notes as we speak. And uh, I'll go back and I'll research it and, and see where I can add some of these nuggets into what we're doing. But, you know, walk us through um, – you know, that moment where you knew at the end of the day, this is exactly what I was meant to be doing. You know, when, when did that light bulb go off? And you're like, you know what, this was worth all those moments of struggle, pain <laughs> and depression. Yeah, that's, that's a really cool question. And I think um, it's something that as entrepreneurs, we really need to find that, that click and that light bulb moment. So I think coming into entrepreneurship, and obviously working alongside certain people is you get this vibe for when you talk to someone and when you know someone that you hear about, or even when you first meet them, they're genuinely people who will offer help before they ask for it. And so coming into entrepreneurship in the digital marketing space, I was very, very fresh and new to PR. So when I first published on Influensive, as opposed to having also, you know, I got this ton of support from Brian D. Evans and he was incredible for that walking me through literally like on how to use this WordPress website through to obviously saying, okay, Hey, this is what will happen. This is what will publish. This is what to expect. And this is how you can deal with it. And at this time, this was a stranger who I didn't really know, but was offering me help and advice for something that was going to further my career. And I think coming into entrepreneurship, looking into this space and now that I've been here for the sort of last seven to eight months, in terms of actually living in this digital marketing space is I've been able to connect with some incredible people, yourself, Jeremy Slate, Nicholas Cole. And these are all people who, when I connect with them, I'll ask them, can I help you? And what can I do to help? And more often than not, they just want to chat, but they'll also offer their services back to you. And I think what people and what we need to do now is, you know, when we're here, you want to offer value first and then it will come back to you in abundance later. And so for me, the light bulb moment is when I clicked over is like, I'm surrounding myself with people who are offering me help every single time I talk to them or offering me some form of advice, help or support. And I think when you find an environment of people or workers or any place where you're in that sort of mentality, you're just in a very, very lucky space. And so for me, that was my light bulb moment because coming from the previous sales environment I was in, it was cutthroat. It was something that was horrific people were standing with each other and they were really just working on sort of crushing each other to get to the top. You come into this environment and people are there willing to just to help for the sake of helping. And it's just been a thing that's really helped me scale. And to be honest, it was the clicking moment for me was knowing I'm here and I'm in the right space. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I have a similar, you know, for me, it was very similar. Um, it was when I knew I wanted to launch the podcast had no clue how to do it. I didn't have a big network. And yet there were people that reached out to me on just live streams that I had done 
um, and, and said, hey, here's what you should be doing. Here's what we suggest. And it was just amazing to understand that somewhere somebody understood what I was trying to do. And <laughs> instead of holding that in and, and in the sales game, like I've been in sales my whole life, so I know exactly what we're talking about. Instead of seeing the blood in the water and trying to take it to attack me, they actually came to me and tried to help heal a wound. And that was really, <laughs> really, really cool. And, and you know, so, so guys, there again, you got to get over to www.kjgrowth.com. Check them out online. You definitely want to get around these individuals. And I could speak firsthand about Kel is that, you know, the, he reaches out to me almost every day. He asked me how my day's going. How can he help? He asked me about my family. And at the end of the day, we, we rarely ever talk about business. We always turn around and, and, and how can we help one another? And, and so at the end of the day, here's what it's really all about. If you really want to grow your business, you got to get around people who understand how to help you grow your business. Don't get around people who are going to preach to you and only want you to buy something from them. Get around people who are willing to get in the trenches with you because that's when you see growth happen. So, Kel, what can people find out more about you, um, social media, other than your websites? Where can people find you and, and learn more about how they can uh, become part of your circle? Yeah, of course. So, I mean, you can always reach out to me. I've got most of the social handles, and I'm lucky with Kale Panaho. I'm the only one in the world, so um, a <laughs> very unique name. So, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter. Just type my name in. But I also have my own personal site, just kalepanaho.com. But there's something I just want to add is that if you're ever in a situation where you think you're really struggling and you're one of those people who are going through a moment where things are down and out, just reach out and send a message. I'm always happy to respond and I'm always happy to help because I really want people to know that you're on a journey with everyone else. And this is something that it doesn't have to be isolated. You're not alone. And the thing is you build a network and you help other people by getting to the top by helping yourself and working with one another. And I think, you know, you're an industry like this and we're lucky to be here. So please reach out if you're in one of those situations. Well, before we let you go, we, we got to find out what, what can we expect next from you? What, what can we expect something <laughs> big to happen in your world and, and where can we find out more about it? Yeah. So I think KJ growth is the next big thing for us. I mean, we've done some pretty cool stuff already. And the next one we're looking at doing is obviously introducing something similar to what I did with how we created the 14 days of $200,000 revenue. We're trying to do something like that with Kickstarter. So I'll write people and I'll show them how they can do it. And that'll be the next big thing to expect. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the power of great Kel Panaho never ever lets me down and more importantly ladies and gentlemen i hope you have really got so many great nuggets from this particular podcast episode you know every week i'm humbled and honored to be your host right here but i'll leave you with this success is never measured by what you step out of rather by what you are committed to step into and i can't wait to see you all right here on the power of great again next week <laughs>